Hey, Money Bosses. Annie's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Today, I wanted to share with you an interview I did on a fellow colleague's podcast, Dreams and Dear Tours, Susan Montaro. By the way, she was a guest on mine just a few short months ago. And I sat down and discussed with her a topic that comes up a lot in her work. Um, she's a psychotherapist and certified holistic wealth counselor. And so the work that she does with clients lends her to frequently cross the path of discussion around money. And so what we wanted to do in our conversation is to give her audience a reminder, and that's why I thought this was a great reminder for you all, is to find time to empower yourself to be in the position. And that's the whole purpose of why this podcast was born all together and the name and how I came up with the name, but be in the position of a boss, someone who takes charge, regardless of what the situation is, regardless of how well you're doing with your finances, regardless of where you are in your in your journey altogether. So this intersection of life planning, money planning, and everything else, and really being empowered to feel good about the decisions that you make. So take a listen. I hope this is helpful and let me know how you are taking charge of your financial life. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. 
So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five of five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Anna Sorgonina, welcome to Dreams and Detours. I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks so much, Susan, for having me over. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It's so cool. I get to talk with so many people um, of different backgrounds and skills and career paths, and it's been really brilliant. I, I speak to people who are starting off like in a second career, people who have been successfully you know, for years and years in their career. And so at different intervals and levels, there's so much advice for the path, the journey, and sometimes the struggle that people go through. And one of the things that I was really drawn to, because I would, I would tell you, I don't necessarily get to speak to too many people who have your brilliant backgrounds of being your certified financial planner, which quite honestly is brilliant because I think we all could really use the expertise and the, and the, the knowledge that you have, no matter what you're doing in life, having that kind of guidance is so, it's almost mandatory, right? And so, yeah. And so one of the things that was immediately attractive for me and the conversation that I was hoping we could have is I talked to so many people pivoting or, or just stuck and not quite there at the pivot, right? They're feeling it, but they're, they haven't figured it out yet. Um, So, but either way, I feel like the people I get to talk to both in my coaching work, in my psychotherapy work, they're all sort of like itching for more. And once they discover what that is, the, de- the desire, the drive to just get in there and start plowing forward, like nobody wants to waste time once they figure things out. Yeah. But, but figuring out the financial arm of starting over, whether it's moving, having a family, becoming an entrepreneur, whatever it is, those things must be taken into consideration. And I just was like, oh, Anna's going to help us or going to guide us and maybe give us some nuggets of wisdom or even share what, what you've done for yourself and what you do for clients and just the basics of where people begin. So I'm going to shut up now because I want to hear from you, but that was kind of it in a nutshell of like where my thoughts were, but we could go anywhere now for us, yeah. you know? I, I think it's a, I think it's a great topic. I, I think, um, financial planning in general is um, it should be really more centered around life planning because financial decisions like I said will be different and will have to be made around all of these life phases and transitions that we're just naturally going to have to go through so I am um, in how I just a brief history I'm not going to go in a whole lot of details about how I landed here but the biggest reason I love financial planning and um, I think maybe it's worth clarifying you know sort of the difference uh, between, you know, financial management or investment management, there's like financial services as an industry is huge. There's a lot of different areas that like I call them pockets or areas of focus. The planning is sort of, I feel like it's the center of that universe, right? Of anything to do with money, however you look at it. And if you're in the, the number one reason why I love this, you know, this work that I do and, and you know, career track that I embarked on is because if you start sort of in the middle, right, and, and you, you said it yourself, Susan, if you can figure out 
just like what it is that you want, right? You can make really big progress and take really huge steps once you know where you're going. So if if the, if the financial planning or it's not even so much financial planning, I kind of like to call it a, a roadmap, right? Or a money roadmap. Once you figure out that money roadmap for yourself, you're going to know exactly what you need to do, right? And these things could be like, how long am I going to work, right? How much do I have to still save? Or if I'm paying off debts, what is it going to take me, right? I'm going to take me three years, four years, 10 years. Um, you know, where to invest the money? How much insurance protection do I need? How do I budget, right? Or how do I not budget and still feel that I'm not overspending and overblowing my you know, expenses? So all of these things are easier to do once you find that ground for yourself or like that starting point. And so I love that component so much because it's it's really grounding because you can talk really technical stuff like, oh, you need to invest in this stock or you need to buy this insurance policy. And it's great, but I feel like it's it's a little bit confusing for a lot of people because let's figure out your basis. So I think for the, you know, for the context of what you're helping people with is like, all right, let's come to the common ground. Let's see where we are. Think about what we want, right? What are the wishes? And, you know, and maybe some of the overwhelm will just fade away because you're not focused on, oh my God, I got to pick the best stock today because the stock market is down. I don't, I honestly don't even care if it's up or down because I personally, right. And that's what I, help my clients with is I know where I'm going. I know what my targets are. And so that's the focus. So that's sort of a longer answer to the question why I love financial planning um, as opposed to all these other things is because it gives me the platform to work with clients on figuring out the life they want, where the goals, financial goals are that. I love that. You know why I love that? Because that makes it simple enough for people to digest Mm -hmm. and that you're right. People do get kind of caught in the weeds with the more intricate aspects of investments and which markets and what types of investments. And that's great as a very accelerated uh, uh, means in which to follow after you have the basics down. But yes, whether you're using a budget form, a budget app or not, knowing how you spend your money. And I, I would admit, I've had this personal dilemma of realizing once I started to use a a budgeting app, when I really started to honestly break down and started filling in all those fields, I just sat back and thought, wow, wow. The spend, I I immediately started to cut things that I thought it wasn't even about affording. It was about, I respected the work I was doing to earn the income I was making. And therefore I wanted to reconsider how I was allowing $10, $25, $50 to leave the door in whatever small ways that that might've been happening over and over and over again in a given month. And so I think just, you're right, just looking at where, you know, your basics and what you need versus like what you might be doing is such an amazing moment of, uh, of reckoning (laughs) and starting that roadmap. Yeah. I love that. You know how much clarity it it gets people to just like, oh my God, I'm going to put it, you know, cause, and so traditionally, right. When the client shows up at my doors and and the kind of financial planning uh, I do is personal financial planning, you know, one-on-one work with clients. And so when they show up at the door, they have very specific questions and that's great. You have to have questions. That's, you know, these are guiding um, tools that's gonna, you know, land us somewhere. 
Um, some people just show up, they're like, I just don't know what I need. So that's also great. Um, but it's like, okay, here's, a, let's just take a, take a pause um, and, and start with like budgeting is a great starting point. It's not even so much budget, budgeting, I call it cash flow. So let's understand. So like gaining that clarity, right? Because first they're like, I need to make sure this is all organized. All right, great. But let's make sure we understand where everything is sort of, sort of like all these moving parts. And the basics we all have is income that we earn, whatever it is, right? If you're an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. So I very much relate to transitions. I feel like there's always like every day is a transition. It's never a certain, it's always fluid. It's always moving. So that's exciting, right? But it could give you additional layer of stress. Um, so if I can, this, this is so this is the decision I've made um, early on in my career, personally, right? Doesn't mean that I work with all business clients, right? I work with people who have more stable income. When you get your paycheck every two weeks or you know every month, that's you know that's just totally great as well. You still have the same challenges. You have to have clarity of where all the things are. So, but for me, it was I just I just had this sort of question and, and this created tension in my marriage or you know early on in our career as a, you know as a couple and both of us are business owners is like okay how do we make sure that we can pay for our expenses every month not have to worry about that okay maybe tonight or this weekend we can go out to dinner and also sort of have a clear sight of like okay are we able to save right are we able to save stay on target with what we're trying to accomplish and can we have like a little bit of flexibility because like you can't like if you put yourself on these rigid um, you know, brackets or, you know, parameters are like, it's not, no fun. It's like, well, that's not life. It's not indicative of life. Life is a moving wave. And so you have to have that, you know, ability to sway with it. I agree. Yeah. And you, you're definitely going to get out of track. Like that's just guaranteed. Like right. how long there's, there's just, there's just life. So give yourself that opportunity to have the flexibility. So what are the some important things to think about? Whatever system you're using, right? If you use a budgeting app, if you're a spreadsheet person, if you're just, if you're not neither one of those and you sort of have a feel, you look at your bank account and you're like, okay, I get my paycheck. Here's my lifestyle expenses. Somehow at the end of the month, I still have a lot of money to, to do something with. Great, whatever, like it's a spectrum too. But you need to know what what all of those things are, right? So whether you look at it monthly or every six months or yearly. So lifestyle expenses, right? Can you can you know can you calculate or can you download it from your credit card statements or your budgeting app? What are you paying for your mortgage, rent, like fixed cost every month? And that's what I wanted to know. Like if I can, especially in the business world, you're like, okay, if I can make enough money to pay for my fixed cost. I'm winning, right? Like the business is doing great, right? right? Okay, so I got that. All right, next. Okay, now I need to work on figuring out how do I make more money to pay for variable expenses, like, you know, the dinner out or, you know, just things that are not um, just fun, fun to have. So it's almost like a graduating level. But regardless, if that's not, you know, if you don't have a business, that's fine too. Still fixed cost, variable costs. At the you know, what's the total? So you can start to see, all right, if I'm getting $10,000, and my expenses are $8,000 a month, I have $2,000 I can do something with. Now you actually really know what it is as opposed to guessing, because if there is an opportunity that you're interested in, for example, investing or even just a simple financial goal. And so just to clarify for, for all of your listeners, what is the financial goal? Because we all talk about goals and I'm sure that's you know, a big part of the work you do with your clients. A goal um, is something you're trying to achieve, right? It's very concrete. It has, um, you know, targets associated with it. Financial goal ha has two, two elements. 
it has a target, which is really helpful because it's magic that happens once you know what that, right? In, that date, right, or that timeline. But also with financial goals, it has a, that goal has a, a money element attached to it. So for example, let's say I wanna buy a car in two years and I need a down payment, $10,000. I'm just getting easy numbers, right? So now it's like, all right, two more years, how do I save $10,000, right? Where do, or where do I get that $10,000? So now you start to be, become a little bit more creative with, with, with these things versus sort of being like, oh, I, you know, or unprepared. If in two years you really need a car or it's a bad situation, how are you going to sort of know that? So baseline, knowing with all where all of your basic stuff is. If you're working on paying off debts, like this is something, you know, this is also a big hurdle for a lot of people. It's like, okay, if you have student loans, so if you have credit cards or, you know, whatever else, personal loans, or even a mortgage, right? A lot of, a lot of folks are working towards paying that, that debt off. So from knowing from your, what your baseline is and understanding if there are discretionary dollars, like, do you have any money left over? Allows you to make a lot of good decisions in terms of, all right, can I, can I scale back if I want to, you know, take some time off, right? Because I got my basis covered. Or if you if you have opportunities to earn more money, you know, that also gives you that sort of vision and clarity of what am I doing? If I have a goal that I'm saving for, like this car purchase, now I know how much I can do that. Like I can save for that car payment, um, car down payment really fast. So right. I feel like that's it's such a powerful tool, right? Or process to, for somebody to go through, regardless if you work with the financial planner or financial advisor, you can do it on your own. Um, right. and, and you can break it down into like those monthly steps. Like you said, you know, you have a goal and then you have to create a plan to back into it and breaking it down and knowing that there are, you know, these smaller steps to take that then add up, whether you're looking to save for an item or you're looking to build for your future, whatever it is. I mean, when you break it into bite-sized pieces, I love to say that because it's so true we would just keep building our lives daily then it feels more attainable which is exciting because that makes you feel like you are going to get there and you're like wow like maybe I, I can do this and you can surprise yourself you're right because they don't people might take that discretionary income that's after the basics and the fixed costs are paid and just continue having like a great time and that's nice but you're right. If vacations are important to them, if owning a home is important to them, if replacing their vehicle is important to them or whatever else, their retirement is important. They want to scale back on work, have an emergency fund, having that wherewithal to continue starting to build toward it. It's got to come from somewhere. <laughs> you can't wait for year end bonuses or tax return checks, which I know a lot of people do. And that's a beautiful thing. I just don't think we live in that world anymore. And I don't mean people who are making a great amount of money in their annual income. I'm talking about the majority of people who now more than ever, you know, post COVID, can I say post COVID? I think it's fair. We can say I know, that. Yes. <laughs> yes, let's We're, say that. Right. I mean, are, are in different positions, doing things differently, uh, maybe not in their role any longer for a host of reasons, things have changed dramatically. And so these are really important tools and lessons for people to consider had they not been doing so prior. Oh, I agree. I, I can't tell you enough stories or examples. It really is an important, uh, you know, it's not as important, um, you know, or if one person makes more money or another person makes less money, it's, that's not the factor. What's more important is like, how do you handle your baseline? And like one of the re second reason why I've, I've gotten into this work is um, I didn't start out perfectly knowing any of this. Like I come from family that paid no attention to money. 
Um, so, you know, when graduated from college, you know, with a whole bunch of debt on my shoulders and like clueless as to how to, you know, really operate in this world, you know, as an adult and, and, and you know, and, and money uh, decisions. So I wish that I had had more exposure. And this is, you know, another reason, like, how I, you know, go, how I go as far as education and, you know, just teaching basic things. Like I can teach complex things. We can talk about really sophisticated investments, but it's not going to serve most people, right? It's right. going to serve one or two pe- per, uh, people that are going to be a lot advanced because they've got the basics down. So it's like, if we can go to the basics and start to, you know, like really simple things, even though like things change in terms of like technology and we have a lot more, right? Nobody's balancing a checkbook anymore. We do all of that electronically. So still, the skills are still the same, right? How do you, how do you keep yourself afloat? Um, and I think it's, a, it's a, such a powerful spot to be in wherever you are in your life right, phase. Maybe you're like myself who I have a three-year-old son named Liam. You know, this is a completely different life for somebody who's uh, maybe closer to retirement and you're making decisions based on, okay, where you want to go? When are you going to stop working? So it doesn't matter. Like the phase, the phase transitions are going to happen to all of us. But if we know, you know, where we are, where all this baseline sits, then we can now start to talk about a little bit more complex stuff, which we still all need, right? We need absolutely, that. absolutely. We need to put our money to work because we aren't planning to work forever or don't want to, or, you know, we have goals and aspirations. So like, I, I think more I, and more people have to actually will find themselves transitioning and not even using retirement so much as the word, because like, what I think they're going to find is they're going to transition out of their day jobs, their longer careers or, or positions that they had, and they're going to start using their skills for, you know, to still work and make some sort of an income, even if it's on a reduced rate combined with any 401k they may or may have, any pension they may have, or any social security they might be eligible to receive. I think we find more and more that people are not prepared when they walk away from that full-time gig, the one that they spent the most time in. And they need to supplement themselves in some way. Not the worst thing in the world, of course, if you have skills that will translate to some sort of an income. But I think people are going to be using that and and really requiring it more than ever. Also, I I just feel like that's the story I keep hearing out there. Agree. The lack of preparedness. Yeah. True. And I think that you hit it on um, on a spot with the word retirement. It certainly has shifted last 20 years that I've been in this in this profession. it's not retirement. It's really finding that independence or financial freedom point for yourself. You might be in your mid forties. You might be in your mid fifties. Whatever. Right. The age is not a, is not a factor either. But at what point do you really have enough income coming in, right? Or you do enough work to get your baseline covered? But that's where, like, let's start with the baseline, right? So it's almost like going back to where we started. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot more people are thinking that. Um, or, you know, trying to figure out, they may not realize that, yes, maybe, and there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who don't like the budgeting part and all of that. I'm not a budgeter, even though I'm, you know, that's my career. (laughs) That's what I work on, you know, or on with clients, but there's other ways how you can look at all of these um, numbers without sort of budgeting, meaning like putting you in these kind of like brackets of constraints. No, right. Operate. And this is sort of kind of how it's set well uh, with us. Uh, with my family is like, what, what is that we have to operate with? Right. And I know is the more income you make, the more, you know, pleasures you want to have and expenses and, and things, but you can still have the baseline, right. You know what it is every month, what it is every year. So getting to that independence 
is, is a lot more attainable as opposed to like, okay, um, operating sort of in the dark, right? Like, you know, looking at uh, or not looking at things at all. So yeah, I, I agree. The, yeah, the- eyes wide open, must have a snapshot, 100%, I agree. So anyone listening, it's like, please do not keep your head in the sand about where you are financially, even if it's the reality that you really didn't want to face, the sooner you look at that snapshot, the sooner you're going to be able to start turning around whatever uh, you don't enjoy about what your decisions have been over the years. Um, and certainly it, it can only get better and go up from there, right? I think it also, agree. I think it's also, if we're having to fix some things, some behavioral you know, um, uh, issues, or you know, if it's just simply ignoring it, which is part of that too, um, you know, maybe resetting it with, uh, it, we still have to do the baseline work. I don't think that goes away. Right. But resetting it with focusing on the bigger picture or focusing on, on financial goals, as I discussed you know, a little bit earlier, like think about what it is that you're trying to accomplish, when you want to, to accomplish it. So try to quantify it. Like it, it's really actually a rather simple exercise when you sit down and you know, take a sheet of paper and just just dream. Like I, you know, I enjoy look, looking how my son is growing up right now. Anything is possible. There's right. like, there's no boundaries in his mind at the moment. And like, oh my God, why? You know, like this is just the human evolution. What happens to us as we get older, right? But that's what you need to have. Um, and in terms of an exercise with yourself, if you have a significant other or if you have a professional like myself, that's helpful, right? They can guide you. They can ask you questions. But think about, don't worry about whether it's possible. Like, can you can you be financially independent in five years? Can you be in 10 or whatever that timeline? Or can you take more vacations? Or can you buy a more expensive home? Just put it out there because it's really magic that happens once you have the clarity of sort of seeing how this works. All of a sudden, you'd be more excited to do a little extra work or uh, pivot your career or what, you know, whatever, or get more clients because your business is going to grow. So I think that is really the juice of what is going to get you more excited about finances in general. I you love that. PhD in it. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. And I love that. And that's why I definitely wanted to chat with you. And I also want to mention because, you know, it doesn't really end there, this conversation, because Anna has her own podcast that launched. Did it launch in October? Am I correct about that? Uh, uh, no, I launched it in, uh, on 2020. August. Oh, on 2020. Okay. Fantastic. And it's called Money Boss. And so tell me just a little bit about why you felt um, that a podcast and using that particular platform was right for you. Like what, what drew you and drove you to want your own show? Yeah, totally. I, 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 it's a definitely a passion project yeah. um, that I enjoy very much. And um, over the years, I have been focused, um, you know, for the most part on education. And so it, especially in my space. And so I think podcast is just a, a medium how I consume information. And it just I just find it um, easy, you know, on the go. And so I thought, okay, if I can have um, you know, the same, you know, my angle, my views of, you know, all of these lifestyle. And this is where I wanted to, again, tie in the decisions, sort of thinking like, I know everybody has to make a decision about money every day. So can I, can I just, you know, can I find really awesome guests? So I have a mix of guests and I do solo episodes. Um, can I find some awesome guests that I can have conversations with about like, you know, these are the things that they're experiencing. Cause I, I, I truly believe that money decisions are, life decisions like you can't just you know or any decision you're going to have to make will ultimately still incorporate some financial aspect like it just I, I can't think of it any other way so if I combine all of that and really look at it okay this is the life we're living I know if I'm thinking this these things 
everybody else out there is thinking too. Clients are asking questions. So I just wanted a platform and you know avenue to, to have these conversations with. Um, as opposed to just, I don't know, for me, writing isn't the, the favorite part. I sure. do blogs and do videos. So that's really why the podcast, really more for conversations. And then, of course, you know, I'd love for my listeners to be educated, right, on all these topics. So it's like, okay, if a solo show, I can explain a concept or right. I can teach you a little bit more on some of the things that I'm looking at and also share what I'm trying because I am going through the same challenges as everybody yeah, else. Yeah, no, I, I think the same thing. And that's one of the reasons I think I launched the show too. It's like, I wanted to have conversations with people because I feel like the, the conversations, the topics, the questions we ask of each other, what we're sharing from our own experiences, we know we can't be the only ones having those experiences. And so let's put it out there. Let people kind of, you know, listen in on other uh, people's, stories, their life, and take away nuggets, whether it's to, like I always say, whether to affirm what they are experiencing or put some language to things that they were like, ah, that's it. That's what I'm going through. And, and to feel less alone and less like the only one, because that's the worst place to feel no matter the challenge or the dilemma, you never want to feel like you're the only one. So I think brilliant that you are humanizing this this money landscape and financial landscape by saying hey me too and i'm testing the water on these different tools methods or or uh, habits and the ones i the ones i like to preach are the ones i like to serve my clients with so i think that's kind of brilliant yes totally my podcast evolved a little bit just because i you know i have a family of my own now and you know evolving with it but there's there's in, anything here that I'm discussing or sharing that isn't you know applicable to just everyday folks they're like okay you know we in the whole name money boss I just want people to be empowered to feel good about their finances like I, I see a lot of sort of you know putting heads in the sand and and not giving yourself enough credit and so that's sort of the powerful in my head like you can be a money boss regardless you know uh, where you are on the spectrum so there's like there's really no judgment in my head ever about any of that like but can you feel good about yourself and the decisions you make? So that's, yeah, I love that's it. I love this. <laughs> that's so awesome. I'm so glad that you were here today. And I'm so glad we got to talk about this because I'm always looking to serve our listeners. And I know you are too. And the more we can give them to latch on to, that's like you said, it's a lifestyle really at the end of the day. And it's a part of the lifestyle decision. So the more we can give, the more, the more we feel like we're doing the work we meant to, we're meant to do. So thank you so yeah. much for being here today. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you for having Yay. me. Yes. And I'll make sure after the listeners, Anna's information will all be in our show notes. So you will absolutely have the opportunity to listen to her show, Money Boss, as well as reach her at her firm where she is not only a certified financial planner, but the CEO of Main Street Financial. Thanks again for being here, Anna. Thank you. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time. 
such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.